Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, MBA and Master Certified Professional Life Coach, Lisa Oglesby. Hello, my loves, and welcome to Love This Bitch, where, as the intro says, we learn about thought work and self-compassion so that we can live happier, healthier, more vibrant lives. And I am excited to be with you again today. I am actually batch recording, even though I didn't plan to. I have been just piecemealing this out one at a time (laughs) over to the production team. I, I never know if they, you know, prefer batches or don't mind. And it's just, that's what they do. They just go through and do podcasts. I don't know. I don't know what it's like behind the scenes. That would probably be nice to know on my end, you know, so I can be like, oh, yes, that would help you. I see it. But anyways, um, maybe that will help, but I do not know. It helps me, I think, with consistency and connecting through the episodes. So maybe that is of, of benefit to you as a listener and me as well trying to to get these things out there to you, even if I don't always have them very consistent or I ramble, I talk around the point and do all of my <laughs> inability to focus type things because I don't have them as well mapped out. So the batch recording may help if you're still with me <laughs> on this one. I would usually start over at this point, but I am not going to. I am going to give you a little simple episode today, I believe, and it's it's kind of based on the last one. Like I said, the batch recording kind of keeps me in the same flow, but I liked how I was able to share instead of just, you know, in general talking about thought work or self-compassion, but I was able to share with you in the habits episode some actual like little practices, little exercises that, that you can do and start implementing those, even though the, the practices are a little more detailed for thought work and self-compassion. And I try to give you as much as I can on the podcast. I know that those are still kind of pretty intense practices that might take extra you know, guidance. That's why I'm a coach. But I love, I think that when I can also give you little exercises that you can use to support that work or that will just benefit you on their own. Today, I wanted to talk to you about getting annoyed. (laughs) Maybe you're annoyed right now because you're like, stop rambling, Lisa. What are you trying to say? You know, a lot of the things that I struggle with, anxiety, um, ADHD, some of the symptoms that manifest from those for different people are just like the quick temper, the anger, the aggravation, the constant irritability. And those are some things that I've struggled with. And so in the general sense or in the bigger picture, lots of things we've talked about in other episodes, you know, about our thoughts of about our own reactions and actions, our thoughts about other people. If, if that's, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're annoying ourselves, maybe someone else is annoying us. You know, we've talked about that and looking at those thoughts before we have those reactions. But, you know, sometimes that, again, great foundation work, great place to have going. Sometimes you just still get annoyed. That's fine. You're a human being. But you might have something that's also consistently annoying and you want 
maybe something else to help work on it, to help with the thought work, especially if you're very attached to the thoughts. But do remember that, and you know, I, I was listening to actually a Udemy course on neuroscience when I got these, these new tools. The teacher said, if it's not bothering you, keep it. And I say, you know, similar things all the time. We're never saying that you have to let go of your thoughts. And this was the same thing that he said in the course. It's, it's about knowing that it, what the thoughts are and that they're what's causing the feeling. And then deciding if you still want to keep it. And if you do, fine, right? If you have a particular annoyance, my course called them intolerances. <laughs> I like that. You know, if there's something that bothers you and you're like, no, this is a problem. I'm fine with it aggravating me. I'm just, I don't care. I'm fine if it's not bothering you. But, you know, if you if you get like me sometimes where you're like, you know, why am I, you know, always annoyed by this over and over? What can I do to work on this? And not just me, a lot of people, this little tool will help you. And it's, you know, it's for things like uh, maybe you get aggravated when people don't show up on time. We've definitely talked about that in many of the thought work episodes and your thoughts on that and even healthy boundaries you can set on that. But, you know, if you work and live in the world, and especially if, if you work in a global situation, that was one thing that the course mentioned, and it's very true. You know, there are different cultures that have different thoughts about time than we do. And so there are some places where people are just late, and that's nor- that's normal and accepted. And, you know, you could get aggravated all you want. You definitely, it's not changing. And we don't, you know, we can't change other people, even if it's no matter where it is or or what is going on, we can only change ourselves. So, you know, if you have to interact with a lot of different people, you work in a big company, it doesn't even have to be global, right? If you just work in a in a company where it's not just you, if there's two or three people, there's probably going to be different opinions on, you know, things like timeliness or, you know, any other annoyance you might have that comes up at work or, you know, road rage or maybe it's something with your partner, the dishes or your partner or your kids leaving stuff on the floor. It could be any type of annoyance that, you know, we've talked about in the past. Look at those thoughts, see why you're getting aggravated about it. But here's a little tool, little quick tool that you can use. Well, I say quick. (laughs) We shall see. That you can use to also help you dig in and see what's going on there. And that is to look at this thing that's annoying to you and write down five pros and cons for each side of it. And that's why I was like, it might not be quick. It could be difficult (laughs) on some of them, you know, so like say someone being late was something that really aggravated you, a pet peeve. Writing down five cons of being late, you're probably gonna flow with that, get that done pretty quickly. But then you have to write down five pros of being late. And then you also flip it five pros of being early or on time that would probably be easy for you but then five cons so it's it's an interesting exercise and it takes you just a a little bit deeper on it and it's part of I think what we talk about a lot with loosening our beliefs in those thoughts that they're facts right if the fact is just you know if someone is late they don't respect me they don't respect my time then 
you know, that's the thought to work on. That's the story. That's the narrative. You know, you're adding a meaning. You're adding, you're making someone else being late mean something about you or how they think about you and your worth and your value in general and to them. We've talked a lot about that and how you would practice looking at those thoughts and that's, you know, realizing that's not true. And so this helps shake it up a little bit more because you're actually working to try and think like in that person's shoes or just in that situation, like what could be a good thing about this? And that doesn't mean like I'm saying you have to change and that you don't have to, if you want to keep being on time, of course, it's not about that. It's just about allowing you to loosen up that aggravation, you know, like maybe this or, you know, maybe that. I can see why they would do that. I can see these other reasons. It might not be ultimately what I would choose, but I, you know, can understand it a little bit better. And that way I'm a little bit less annoyed. <laughs> I think that that is a, is a fantastic practice. And, you know, a, another way that he talked about it, and we had talked about this before because it's in one of Byron Katie's books, Loving What Is, you know, talking about like making, say, your kids pick up their their shoes or their socks off the floor, right? That's really aggravating to you. You really want them picked up. And, you know, we talked about those the thoughts about that and, how you how you know you're making that mean something when it could just mean well when what it really is going on is your kids or your partner or whoever they're living in their own world <laughs> and for whatever reason in their world that's not registering the same way it does for you and so it's just not a priority it's not something that they see or notice and it's not a disrespect or an issue or anything to do with you this sitting down and writing those the five pros and five cons for each side and flipping it will help you know loosen that belief that you have that there's just no other reason that they would continue to do such an annoying thing <laughs> but also you know helping you work through your own annoyance about that is again only if it's bothering you and it's not it doesn't mean that you don't continue to take action, right? If, especially like say if it's your kids and you're teaching them to clean up after themselves and that's important to you, you can still, you know, teach that. But think of how you're going to communicate it and be able to work on different ways to get it into, you know, their attention, their minds when you're not aggravated about it right? When you're aggravated, then that's when it, it might be yelling or fussing or what, you know, just you're not listening, do this. And it's the same thing over and over. And that they've obviously, if, if it's not working, they've tuned that out, right? It's not clicking for them. Nothing's going to change. You're aggravated. They're not registering. You know, this helps you approach it from a better place for yourself, like a more calm place so that you can look for solutions and look for ways, you know, to to help teach them that. And of course, that's different with your kids. Like you're not really maybe teaching a partner <laughs> to do those things, but you will notice that you're more able to communicate needs and sharing duties or different things when you're not frustrated or aggravated and that's a good thing to work on with these annoyances because you know we have a lot of things in life that make us angry like really angry 
different and there are different types of, of anger and they talk about, you know, like anger over injustice or oppression or, you know, there are things that really have impact and matter in our lives. But a lot of times when we get angry, right, we're not able to help and improve and take action that actually makes those things better. Not saying don't get angry. I mean, that is perfectly normal and (laughs) I I can't say correct, right? That's just my thought. But that's, you know, if someone's hurting you or oppressing you or, you know, if there's something that you truly feel is wrong, it's human and natural to be angry or to get angry. But if it's something that, you know, like I said in the beginning, if, if it's not bothering you and it is it is helping you take helpful action, then it's not a problem. But if it's making you feel depressed, if it's making you feel just constantly angry at the world and you, you know, feeling like nothing's going to change, you're frustrated, you're stuck and you're just angry, right? Or if it's turning into hate for people in maybe in your life, maybe people you don't even know, like when these things are getting really large and getting in our way of making the impact that we want, then that can be difficult. And that can hold us back from, you know, being a part of the change or seeing and making the changes that that we want in the world around us. While that may be a big thing, like we could probably do many different episodes on that and would probably take a lot of coaching if it's something that you get really, truly angry about. A good place to start is with, you know, annoyances and intolerances. Of course, I know as well how it can also lead to depression and keeping you from making change and making the life you want when you're just constantly irritated and annoyed by everything, you know, especially if that's like coworkers or bosses or your partner like if you're constantly annoyed with these people over even you know things that may seem minor they they can tend to get where it's like no this is the most important thing ever but that can really affect your overall mental health and wellness right and how you feel about your job and your relationship and your life it's not that these are even though we may call them minor annoyances is not that they're minor or unimportant they they are important and they do get heavy on you if they continue. So it's a good place to start for your overall health and well-being and also as as a building block for when you have, you know, deeper things that you might need to get into, you know, deeper issues at work or in a relationship or in any whatever situation these things might come up that might cause like a deeper feeling, which meaning meaning you've got, you know, more thoughts about them that make it feel heavier to you. So I think even though it's kind of fun and I think it'll be interesting to sit down and try to write the five pros and cons on both sides of these various issues, you know, like dirty dishes, people who drive slow in the passing lane, people who can't be on time, which sometimes I'm I'm definitely one of one of those people. Uh, and it's not about you. I can say in all honesty, it's not about disrespect for you. It's about my my time blindness, essentially. But, you know, it's a it's hopefully going to be a fun exercise for you. But at the same time, cut down on some of that annoyance, which can be really, you know, it can be draining to you, especially if it starts early in your day, if it's a, maybe a road rage or maybe mornings and getting your routine 
and the people that you live with, their routines, maybe there's annoyance there, whatever it might be, it can really, you know, you don't want it to set the tone for the day, even though there's thought work to do for that if you get off to a rocky start. But just give this little exercise a try and see if it helps with any of your daily annoyances. And so it's five pros and five cons for each side of it and then the the flip side. So give it a try. Let me know, especially if it is as entertaining for you as I think it will be. <laughs> you can email me even your, your pros and cons list because I feel like that would be hilarious. I might even share some of them if you want me to. But give that a try and see if you can have a little less annoyance this week and feel a little looser and more carefree with some of these daily annoyances or intolerances in your life. And I hope that was just a fun little episode for you and that you're enjoying using some of these tools. So feel free to reach out and and let me know about that. And of course, if you are feeling just annoyed and irritated all the time and it's become heavy for you and, you know, even especially like when you start noticing like you're annoyed by things that you're like, why am I annoyed by this? Why am I snapping at my partner about this or that? If it's gotten to that point, please, you know, reach out. Let's do a consult and talk about how coaching can can help you work through that so that you can feel better and have the, you know, relationship or maybe it's something at work, whatever the situation may be, that you can have, you know, the experience that you want there. So enjoy this and you know, enjoy the rest of your week. And I look forward to sharing with you again soon. 